Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Well, welcome to Behind the Gates, Christmas Eve edition. We'll do this again on Monday as well, but uh, let's focus on the here and the now. Uh, the text line is open. Join the conversation. Join the discussion here on 0419-767-272. Any thoughts on these runners today? You think something's under the odds? You think something's ridiculous value? Quite often our, our text is firing horses that we might not always look at, and we look back at the results the next day and think, gee, that better place at massive odds, and we try and give you uh, our thoughts and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So 0419-767-272 and uh, we'll have a crack at the Behind the Gates multi once again. Andrew Hurley will join us soon. He's just doing a little bit with his young bloke George this morning, so that's fine. We'll uh, have Hurley join us in a while, but let's hope his phone's in, in okay order this week because there was a bit of drama with it last week. I speak of Brad Davis and Davo, good morning to you and Merry Christmas. Yeah, morning, Richard. Morning, everyone. Good Merry Christmas to you and to all the the listeners out there. Yes, uh, I went uh, straight to the phone store on Sunday. They flicked some button and went, "You're all good." They opened it up, flicked the button, and that was it. So, and here's and here's the hundred dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I got away with it because uh, I'd already paid them to fix it. So it was uh, it was all good, and uh, we're back rock and rolling. Do you like the meeting? I don't mind it. It's not a bad meeting to uh, to play. It's I think a lot's going to depend on this track pattern with the rail out nine metres. I'd be much more confident if the rail was in the true position today, but um, that'll go back in the true position on Boxing Day. So uh, we'll have a look at it. We'll have to monitor it throughout the day, but I still think there's some decent bets throughout the program. Darren Flindell is calling all the action out of Ramwick today. Got a few home games coming up for Darren. Good morning, mate. Yes, good morning, Richard and Brad. Yeah, it's nice having the, the home games. And, boy, it's going to be a warm day as well. It looks like a top of 30 degrees coming up. It's just a beautiful morning coming up here to work. Uh, what do you make of the program, Darren? Are you, um, are you bullish or guarded? How are you thinking? Um, I, I don't mind certain races on the card. Probably about half the races I'm keen to have a little play in and others I might just uh, sit out. Fair enough. You're quite entitled to. Um, well, he's here. He's, uh, la- I think his last show here before a little bit of a summer hiatus. Speak of Andrew Hurley. Morning, Hurls. Ho, ho, ho. L.A. Richard and uh, Darren. And also, uh, Brad, well, I'm actually on leave, but I decided uh, to uh, to step in. I actually missed last week because I got COVID again, which wasn't mm. much fun, but uh, I'm all clear now. Do you have your laptop there? Can you see some of the movers around the place this morning? Yeah, a few people uh, want to get involved and obviously fill the uh, Christmas sack. So, uh, yeah, there has been a few uh, runners today. I'm just looking at this program. It looks tough, but um, yeah, two-year-olds would normally sit there and uh, and just watch, and that's probably what I'll be doing today in that race. But, uh, gee, it's an interesting race, the, the, the first uh, there with Empire Japan. Obviously very impressive on debut. We've got Platinum Jubilee, Godfather, uh, which just went up to Brisbane there for an easy kill last start. Uh, it's been a bit easier this morning, however. We might start with race number one. Questions just rolled in here about the two-year-old Hurls. Can you give us the latest market for the drink-wise plate? Babies get the day going in the first on the program. Our relatives comes out two by one, the deduction. Now, Empire of Japan's 240 hasn't budged. Ditto with Platinum Jubilee, 250. Uh, Godfather, 460 to 550 is pretty soft this morning. Fire Lane's $10 to $9. Cathay bracelet uh, thirty-one to twenty-six. Uh, pretty row is a thirty-four dollar chance at forty-one to thirty-four. Super Norwest. Brad, you surprised about the drift of Godfather? Uh, no, I'm not. To be honest, I, I, I marking twelve dollars personally, and I, oh, uh, yeah, I think he'll get out to sort of seven, eight dollars. That would be my sort of thought on him. But um, someone ring, because... someone ring James Harron and get him to ring Brad Davidson for Davo bet. Yeah, well, I was being kind to him as well to get into that point because he's... He's had a big drift that got out to that much. No, he wouldn't. He's not going to get out there, that's for sure. But I think he'll get out to $7, $8, I really do. I, I think they've yeah, gone up far too short because when you look at the, the data on the debut win, like, it looked visually very impressive, but those behind him, uh, I don't even know if they're city class to start with, and then you look at the time and you go, well, he's run two lengths slower than the Phillies and they were a bit of a bunch finish too, so... All the all the data suggests that he's got a fair bit of room to make up here. And look, he's a he's a lightly raced horse. He's well bred, so 
maybe he can make up that. But when you're dealing with facts and what they've done today, his performance is about five lengths off the other two. So um, I'm 5-1. I think it's a race in two. Which way you go is a bit of a, a flip of the coin. I've just gone with Platinum Jubilee. They ran similar time on debut in the gym crack and the Breeders. But she was much stronger that last 200. Her last 200 was second best of the entire meeting. And I just think it was... I don't know, you look at both races and generally the format of them can be a bit mixed, but you know, the format of the Breeders hasn't exactly stood up. Mac-10 was beaten a similar margin since, and um, look, he's going to have the sit. I think they'll go forward on Platinum Jubilee, and, and she'll be there right for the uh, for the picking if Empire of Japan, Japan can just sit on her back and, and get last crack. So that's his chance with J-Mac aboard. I don't think there'll be much between them, but I think they'll pair out those two and I think there's a fair gap to the rest. So five from one from me, but um, wouldn't be surprised to see Empire of Japan win. Darren, just before your comments, I, I will get to the, the question here, which is from Brew and Jerry Gong, and uh, you'll both have your thoughts here. It's a generalised question. Hi, hi, boys. How do we line up the two-year-old form, which is a quite a broad question, but I suppose, Darren, um, how are you seeing this race today? Uh, pretty much the same as Brad, uh, Platinum Jubilee over Empire of Japan. I think they're, they're the two winning chances. And I like uh, the way Platinum Jubilee has shown us in, in trials subsequent to the, uh, the win that day that she can sit handy to the speed. She's been up on pace. I think she's even led one of those trials. And she, she's a very exciting filly, Platinum Jubilee. And I think she might just have an edge on Empire of Japan. And then when you're looking at who's going to run third and fourth, I think that's the battle between most likely Godfather. But Fire Lane, I don't think, can be underestimated. Going off at double figures has been quite tough at both her runs, uh, Fire Lane. But uh, she's very exciting, Platinum Jubilee. They're the two for the uh, Magic Millions. I think Empire Japan is just the favourite in front of Platinum Jubilee and Godfather double figures for the Magic Millions. But today I think Platinum Jubilee can beat Empire of Japan. A couple of punters happy to take the $12 uh, about uh, Godfather if it was available. So we'll see what happens uh, with the market there. We bounce around the races, um, as we, we well know in this segment. Te uh, get your texts in. We'll get through these. 0419-767-272. Hurls, can I grab a market off you, please, for race number six today? Thank you. Certainly can. And this is over the 2,400. We've King of Clubs, the favourite. Now, went up 550 uh, on Wednesday to full field. It's now $3.90 and went up a price this morning, got to uh, $4 quote. We've got 550 Wanga Wanda, and it is very safe in the market. Uh, it was home last start. Uh, just the Jedi's, 950 into 750 today, went up 750 early doors. Agnelli, 7 to 750, 850 to 9.4. Awesome wonder. McGeehan's, 950 to 10. Not much change away from that. So, yeah, King of Clubs, clearly best back to, uh, since the opening whistle. Second up today, the nurse that had a, had a trial, which you don't uh, pay much attention to, you, you said recently. During a campaign, Brad. Yeah, I think the you know mid mid prep trials are always kickovers, and they've got to be well, they've got to be treated. If they win them well, impressively in the middle of the prep, then you've got to be really careful because I mean they're 100 percent fit those horses, and the horses they're up against are 70 80 percent fit building fitness levels, so it's easy to get carried away with those types of trials, but. Uh, look, he's had a tick over. I, I like that setup in terms of just keeping the fitness levels up for him. I think he's the horse to beat. I, I think the only bet I could have in the race, though, is Smirk, the two. Um, wide and too bad to be true there over the 2000 at Randwick last time out. Go back to the run prior. I think she should have beaten home. King of Clubs was held up at a, at a crucial stage and hit the line a little bit better than him. Yes, he's got a bit more improvement, but uh, look, she's, she's proven now to sort of 2,200 metres run well in an Oaks up there in Queensland. So I think she's the bet in the race, although I do concede the 58 and a half. She's weighted up to her very best there as well. But look, one, the one to beat, but um, two, the, the little spec out wide if, um, if the odds, odds hold up. You might even get a little bit better. I know the market's quite strong on last start performances and she flat there last start. So you might even get a little bit better late in the piece with her, but she's the way I would play the race. Uh, Darren, before you have your say, I will just get to the question here, which I was hoping to do here. Seasons greetings to the panel. Any chance for an omen tip in race six, number 11, Credit Crunch, to your right, 
And uh, look, uh, Mark from Gaimia, we will get to the Jockeys Challenge a little later. Just wondering what price Zach Lloyd is going to be in that Jockeys Challenge. We will get there. Mark, stay with us. But yeah, Darren, your thoughts on race six and uh, Mark wanting to know thoughts on Credit Crunch. Credit Crunch could be um, more of a place ticket type, I thought, just carrying 50 kilos. So that does get your attention and has run well at a last two. She actually really hit the line probably better than most in the race at Warwick Farm at the end of the mile and a half, so there's no doubt about her running the distance. When King of Clubs was resuming, I wasn't very keen on him first up 2,000 metres. I, I thought his trial, he just didn't show enough in that. And I was pleasantly surprised how well he ran against a zoom on. He's had the tick over trial at Hawkesbury on Monday, which is a nice quiet trial, so he's had a, another run around uh, a week leading up to this race today. I just keep coming back to King of Clubs here. Um, I was entertaining Smirk a little bit last week and yeah, she was three wide, but boy, didn't she? Uh, she caved in there and was, was beaten out of sight there at the end. Thought Funga Wonder is holding the form quite consistently, that it could be considered for Quinellas. I like the way Just a Jedi won at Warwick Farm last time and I can't see much speed in the race. McGeehan will probably be right up there. So it might be able to, to nick a place and then credit crunch running on. But I just keep coming back to King of Clubs over the mile and a half today. Um, I think he'll get the distance fine. And he showed me enough first up there that he's probably the one to beat in this company. Uh, Darren, John texts about that horse. John says uh, King of Clubs has hoof filler. Is that detrimental to his chances? Is that, is that a put off you much, Darren, that kind of thing? Yeah, I don't like seeing it um, generally. Uh, but... If I don't go with King of Clubs, I'm not really sure what other options are to take here. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not excited when I see about the hoof filler going on during a preparation. Do you worry don't about worry that, Brad? Don't worry about it. No, nah, no. Nah. I had a look at the stats of it a couple of years ago, and it was actually actually positive profit on turnover. So if you backed all the horses that had synthetic hoof filler going on, you'd make a profit. So it's just one of those things that, in my opinion, is overplayed. It's just to keep, just to keep it all together, but there's no doubt. Nah. No, no issue with me. I don't. I look at it and don't even give it a second thought these days. Race two, Hurls. My grab a market, please. Question there about race two. Benchmark 78, 1,800 metres. Yeah, and the favourite here is Logan Streetline in a very wide-open market, and it has been 380 to 390 today. Now, early doors, they did go up at a decent price of 550, so it's been well tried. Uh, similar story deficit, 550 into 5. Now, Touristic was back early doors as well. Ten dollars on Wednesday afternoon. Six dollars this morning. Now into five fifty. Irish Legend's been soft since the market opened. Four twenty out to seven dollars. Eight to eight fifty. Timpanus. Then we go to the drama to eleven to ten. Back to eleven. Uh, best two back runners here. And numbers three and seven. Logan Street Lion and a Touristic. Um, Paul from Putney with a question here, guys. He says. Uh, really quite like touristic today. I love these imports with the run under the belt. Any kind of a push. Uh, might go with uh, Darren for a start here. Yeah, I was tossing in this uh, between deficit and touristic. At the end of the day, I've gone with deficit. I, I've been following him and I want to give him one more chance up to the 1800 metres as he wasn't getting a whole lot of room last time in the race won by Colour Sergeant. But uh, Touristic's only run here was good. Uh, I thought checkered passage and we never really got to see uh, McAvoy sit down and ride this stallion ride out. Uh, he's proven at the trip overseas, the 1800 metres. In fact, that was the, the last win before he was exported. So, yeah, I think he's a great chance, Touristic, but I'm just sticking with deficit today. They were my two, five and seven. Brad? Yeah, look, I think it's got a great chance, Touristic. It's an easy bet to have because you kind of go, well, these are all pretty well exposed and, and we, we know what they're about where this horse is coming off a sit and sprint first up where it's only been two lengths now gets a potentially a chance to show some of that staying prowess out to the 1800 metres and uh, will really relish that trip and it's already a winner overseas over that trip so again uh, I thought there was nothing between it and Timpanist I thought he was the other one um, I went with him over Touristic just from a price perspective because I knew Touristic would be backed and probably start closer to 450 and this horse will hold its mark out around that $8.50 mark. Yes, he's a better Kensington horse, but he's run well on the Ramwick course proper before. I like the fact that Villadens come out and frank that form. He's got a really nice turn of speed, this horse, and can sit back and in a race where they're all bobbing up and down, apart from him and Touristic. I, I thought he uh, might be able to, 
to finish sharply here at some good each way odds. So, timpanous, but touristic would definitely not talk you out of. I think it's a great chance, and I think it will start a little bit shorter too. I think Logan Street line's too short and has to drift. A kind comment here, guys, for the multi. Hey, Richie, I bagged the multi price last week, but credit where credit is due. I suppose, guys, when it comes down to the price and hurls, you can elaborate. It's just the calculation of the tips and selections we go with. Sometimes, you know, yeah, we'd like it to be maybe a longer price than the, the $3.50, but the main thing is we, we get it up for everyone, I suppose. Yeah, well, there's a few variables involved, and I think we have, I certainly have this discussion with Brad almost every week. We're damned if we do, damned if we don't in a number of ways. If we go wide and, you know, obviously uh, we let uh, we have a bigger price, and it's just natural if you've got a bigger price, you're less of a chance for one of a better term. But, uh, yeah, last week we weren't pretty short. People have got to realise, too, you know, if you've got smaller uh, fields and you're asking for top four, well, naturally the price is going to be... Uh, it's going to be a little bit shorter, but at the end of the day, a winner is a winner. I was very relieved to get it up uh, last week, to be honest, and uh, and hopefully we'll get it up uh, this week, and we'll let you know what the selections are in a short while. But I can tell you, uh, Dicko from the tab is a little bit of Christmas GST on the price today. Isn't Dicko nice? He's a good he? bloke. He, he is a good bloke. He's one of the good guys. Bit of annual leave coming up for Dicko or not? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I'm more worried about my own annual leave. That sort of thing. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it's all, Darren, I bet it's all laid out for Hurls there. You know just what he's doing and where he's going. And... All planned. Mm. Half your luck. Half You've done well luck. getting that COVID out of the way a week before Christmas. Oh, I'll tell you what, yeah, the timing. I remember I got it uh, last year on the, on the Boxing Day meeting, then it wiped me out up to New Year. No well, I got lucky last year. I got it the day I was supposed to go back to work. <laughs> In fact, then you had, you had to isolate. I, was, I think I was six or seven days here. I got, a, I, got a, I got a day one of the Magic Millions this year and spent a week in a hotel room on the Gold Coast looking out the window. Yeah, at the that would have been tough. Hopefully, hopefully Hills' holiday doesn't include uh, yelling out the window at, at runners on the Central Coast, as he did to me about four weeks ago. I was just I enjoying a, a peaceful... I was just enjoying a peaceful stroll on a Sunday afternoon and next minute I've got this hooligan hanging out the window and yelling at me. I'm thinking, what's going on? And there's hills out the window of the car. He's about 500 metres behind his uh, behind his better half too. That's what I found amusing. I was. I was. <laughs> what, in need of the run, Brad? Oh, definitely in need of the run, yeah. <laughs> uh, she goes a bit faster than me. I just like to just cruise out the back. Doesn't matter where you start, where you finish, Brad. Let's get a market here. Uh, hurls, please, for race number three. I just... Is there a little move here this morning for Osbred Flirt? I, um, I'm looking at equal favourites here, Brad, for race number three. If you can give us a market, please. No, the money's with Estadio Mastella, although uh, it is joint favourite with Osbred Flirt. And Osbred Flirt actually went up 280 Wednesday afternoon. It's actually drifted out to 330. Now, deduction there, only one for E Street, and that's three by two. Uh, tenderizers on the next line, $6. $10 into $9. This will be the one. And it went up $15. And then we've got Exceladus, uh, $9. Stadio Mastella, uh, well, I thought it was sensational at Rose Hill. And then it was a bit of a flop last start. Or, or excuses, Brad? Oh, look, I think there were excuses. Back off a slow tempo over racing. But it's an interesting one because it's not... I can't give it its figure the start prior at Rose Hill because it it found the fast lane. If you went on the fence that day, you couldn't do anything, and uh, it just sucked up behind them on the fence. Had every didn't go right, and then beat a, a beat a very average field that the form has been very average out of. So you're kind of going, okay, where does this horse fit in? It's clearly better than last start, but maybe not as good as the the Rose Hill win sort of suggested. How stylish it was. So draws well, finds J Mac, good gate, can settle closer. I just kind of left with it to be honest. Um, without a great deal of confidence. I think I was Red Flirt's a, a great chance, but again, hasn't been beating a great deal at all and, and comes to town and you, you're forced to take a very short quote. So it's worth looking a bit wider. Um, you know, there's there's a few out wider that can do something uh, in the summertime's not hopeless and whatnot. But yeah, look, I've, I've left with the Stadio Mastala, but I'm, I'm not confident. Um, just, Darren, just the, the text there is from... I want a Brad's name to Steve from Uminer. Is Exceladus a bit of a forgotten horse here? You can deal me out of Exceladus. I was on him <laughs> last time in the midway. 
Abdullah gave it the gun run, <laughs> leaders back, went up the inside and wouldn't pick up. So you're uh, saying you're happy to be overlooked? Well, I'm not, uh, I'm not following up from a wide draw, I can assure you of that. Um, now, as far as the Stadium Mastala is concerned, I guess what is in his favour with Rebel County, Osbred, Flirt and Tenderise all in the race, he's going to get a much more genuine pace on today. So that's in his favour. But still, I was a bit disappointed uh, the way he's just plotted to the line there. He didn't actually beat one home uh, that day at Rose Hill, getting right to the outside. I just wanted to see a little bit more over the last 100 or so, and it just wasn't there. So I'm going with Osbred Flirt. He's had four runs this preparation. A couple of luckless runs kicking off. Got a mile back at Newcastle first up over 1,200 metres then was held up at Hawkesbury next time out over 13. And then they've been putting her up on the speed and she just killed them at Kembla, winning a class one there on November 26 at short odds and then backed it up again over a mile there last time out sitting in a forward roll. I think she's just an in-form mare. She'll be in the top three in the run. Just hope not working too hard. But I want to I want to stick with the inform mayor, Osbred Flirt. Just um, on that listener, just with Exelatus or Excelatus, Look, I think it's a chance, and the reason I'll give it a give it a I'll tell that uh, listener not to you know to, well not talk him out of it is simply because I actually met Osbred Flirt earlier this preparation, and Darren's points. Uh, sailing in that the fact that Osbred's been settling closer since it did this day where it settled back near last but Excelida sat three wide no cover that day and still beat home Osbred Flirt comfortably so I think we get a direct form line there, there and you know one's three dollars and the other's much better odds so it might just be one of those races where Osbred Flirt a study of a might not quite level up to it and then all of a sudden that brings the horses like Excelida's into it so I wouldn't say no for that uh, that person there, but can see what Darren said. Uh, expected a bit more the other day for sure. Uh, Hurls, we have four questions here around race eight. Some very strong opinions, some head scratches. So this is the Phillies and Mares race. We wanted to mark it if we can for race eight at Ramwick today, please, Hurls. Uh, well, Phillies and Mares uh, races are always tricky assignments, and in this event we've got sunshine in paris 250 to 240 370 to 380 Kerr royale uh, we've got billionaire baby or billion dollar baby a bigger pun it's ten dollars into 750 now easy's been vienna princess went up uh, 650 on wednesday this morning 12 got into nine it's now out to 11 a little bit of specking there for emma thuba it's 21 into 16 but uh, yeah, pretty short, 2.40 sunshine in Paris. Uh, Zach Lloyd takes the ride, coming down from uh, Queensland, finished behind Stroll last start, but yeah, 2.40 seems, uh, seems pretty tight. Went up $4 on Wednesday afternoon. OK, here we go. Jeffrey, Merry Christmas, boys. Hope everyone ha- has a cracking one. Kerr Royale is a living, breathing moral today. Oh. A bit of bit our master talk from last weekend, <laughs> yes. guys. Yes, oh. full of bravado there with Jeffrey. <laughs> Watto, high gents, punters club, desperately need a winner before Christmas. You're not wrong. Evo has backed Kerr Royale. Are we a chance? And also, uh, morning, the only thing that beats Sunshine in Paris is the 1,200 metres, not barrier. Last three runs, including trial, have been over 1,200 metres. Looking for further, maybe. And one final question here. Uh, Good morning. Just after an opinion on... Electrica in race eight in Sydney, Sean from Penrith. So, Brad, if you can uh, dissect race eight, please. Yeah, first of all, Electrica missed a start the other day. Best late sectionals home on the entire night. So I can see where you're coming from there. If you can jump out of the gates, uh, a definite improver here and can run well at odds. Uh, look, I see it with Kerrial. It's, it's there, it's on speed, it's J-Mac, but, oh, gee, it's short, isn't it? I mean... <laughs> not coming out of the, the best race I've ever seen. It's going to be fitter. I do concede. I concede it's a great chance, but fair dinkum. If the rail was in the true position here, this would be a dollar eighty chance, Sunshine in Paris. I mean, her rail's got 59.5. Sunshine in Paris got 50 kilos. If there's 9.5 kilos difference in ability between this, these two horses, I'll give the game away. Um, the, the problem is is the, the rail at 9 metres. You know, how the track's going to play is the concern for her. And I take the point from that listener, too, whether she's looking for just that little bit further. But I think she's been kept fresh enough. I know people want to potter off a Canberra maiden win, but people have to look at the time and realise that she absolutely 
smashed the clock that day. She's going to Brisbane. She's run an enormous race up there in stakes grade. Uh, it's, the time stacked up really well to the George Moore stakes on the day. And, and now she's here. She is thrown in with 50 kilos on her back with uh, an informed jockey. So uh, if the track's fair, I think she wins. I think the one is the one that's silly odds here, though. Like, started $3.60 favourite against Kerr Royale last time out. And uh, everyone now wants to jump off. Well, she clearly went too bad to be true the other day. She pulled up with a poor recovery, so she had an excuse. Everyone wants to potter at 1,200 metres, but she ran second to Bacchanalia in a Gosford Guineas over 1,200. She leads here with the rail out. She lays in, so the rail out's the big key with her here. I think she'll run a mighty race, Authentic Jewel. I'd be backing her if it's on speed, but if you can run on, I think Sunshine in Paris will be winning. Yeah, I've had, um, well, it's good to see she's going to the racer today, Sunshine in Paris. She's been uh, scratched from that many races over the last uh, several weeks. So this is the race that Annabelle wants to, to run her in. I, I'm going with Curial. I thought she did enough first up in that benchmark 88 race and dropping down to a 78 today that she's going to map really well. She's won twice uh, second up, so that gets my attention as well. Uh, I'm going with Kerr Real over Sunshine in Paris here. I thought Billion Dollar Baby ran all right uh, when resuming and was working a lot better as well. Um, some of those previous preparations of work can be average and she's run average, but I think she might be on the right path at the moment. And Authentic Jewel, now the car Hawadi's not running there. She looks to have the lead all on her own here today, Authentic Jewel, and could be very dangerous up front. With Electrica, interesting the blinkers go on, but just looking at her New Zealand form, I just suspect that she's going to need at least 1,400 metres. So I've left Electrica out today and I'll go with Kerr Real, who uh, I think looks pretty well placed in the benchmark 78 here. Okay, very good. Hurls, our, our multi, behind the gates multi is open. I might ask you to um, uh, let our listeners know of the horses. All we need to do is get to the final leg. I'm pretty confident there, but... Uh, What's the dividend and how do punters get to it? Yeah, well, I'm opening the batting today. I don't know if I want to come in at the end or, or start, but that's the way it's shaping today. Sydney, race one, Godfather, number two, and that is for myself. Race seven, number one, Super Strike. Race nine, number 12, Green Shadows. And race 10, number seven, Colino. Now, to run top four, we will give you... <laughs> $4 with a maximum of $50, and it has just opened. So just go to uh, today's offers, and you will see it there. Uh, racing, today's offers, uh, Wooshka, it is there on the tab app and sports, today's offers on the website. So $4 for race one, number two, race seven, number one, race nine, number 12, race 10, number seven. Give it strength. Merry Christmas. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I think it's uh, a winnable one. So fingers crossed we can, we can get it home. Race seven uh, hurls. Might grab a market here for the Schweppes handicap. Benchmark 88 over the mile. This democracy manifest bouncing around this price. Where are we at at the moment? Yeah, well, it was very good and very heavily backed last start. It's $2 into the red now at 195 Did touch 185 this morning. We've got 550 to 480 for Mahagoni, uh, $7 on Wednesday. Similar fluctuation for Super Strike, it's six to five fifty. Then we've got JoJo was a man seven fifty to eight fifty. They went up ten dollars. Uh, Mar and Par seven out to eleven. So most of the activity, obviously, here on Democracy Manifest. Is JoJo was a man ready to do something today, Brad? Yeah, good, but he, he loves Ram Week. There's no doubt about mm. that. He had to work early on last time out as well um, in that Nugget race, which is. You know, a decent race, so he could be ready to do something, um, particularly now that he's fourth up into the preparation. He did win fourth up 1,400 metres last preparation, so um, he's definitely in the ball game here. I landed on Democracy Manifest, but uh, leave me out of the odds on price. I mean, this race has got a bit of guts to it, and it seems a bit skinny for mine. I'm starting to think, well, I'm, I'm pretty confident that this JMAC tax is just becoming a bit too heavy. Yeah. Um, in the last three or four weeks, I'm really seeing it. And I almost feel like, you know, particularly early on, it's, it's almost a lazy approach by the bookies just to go, J-Mac, yeah, we'll take $3 off this horse and not have to worry about the form. We'll just throw it up that price. And then, and then yeah, you know, what happens Brad, the race they're really, they're, From their perspective and just from purely a business perspective, I suppose, uh, punters are happy to take it. They just 
they just absolutely pile it on when, when J-Mac is on. And you're 100% right. I've been noticing that for the last few weeks. That, yeah, J-Mac on anything, and it just, just seems yeah. to get a, a significant haircut. I'll give, you the flip, yeah. I'll give you the flip side of the coin there. Hardware lane on Wednesday. As Mitchell Beer said, we, yeah. open, we, <laughs> open, we open a J-Mac price, we start at a Mitchell Beer price. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But that's, that's, that's kind of proven the point, isn't it? That I mean, Mitch, Mitch Beer is a great trainer. But that's the point is that they just go up those short prices and then the, the syndicates and the pros are having none of it late and then they're, they're pushing the price out as a result. So, um, look, uh, you know, the, the, the flip side of that is he, he, gets, he gets home horses that shouldn't be winning because he's that good and he's, he's probably got a length or two on, on the Sydney jockeys, in my opinion. But um, he's just that good. And, you know, and it's a very strong calibre of jockey in Sydney. But... Look, it's hard to beat Democracy Manifest. He's got the turn of speed. I think he'll run the mile, but he does have that habit of missing the jump. He's going to get in a little tricky spot, but I'm sure J-Mac will sort that out. But like I said, he's a little bit short. Put Mahagoni set up quite nicely with no weight on his back. He's got that turn of speed and can settle closer. And, and then I'm sort of Mar and Par and Super Strike. But I thought they were the two main hopes. So I think they're, they're well in in a race like this and have that turn of speed to sort of beat the rest. Well, I've always been a big Democracy Manifest uh, fan. I love that dynamic sprint that he's got uh, in all his races. Trying the mile today for the first time. I'm just not 100% convinced uh, about the mile because of that tremendous sprint that he's always shown uh, right, right from day one. My horse for the multi today is Super Strike. Uh, this ex-Kiwi, who's a Group 3 winner over a mile <coughs> at Trentham, uh, the, the progress he showed from his first start at Newcastle to that second run at Rose Hill um, a few weeks later, I like the progression there. I can see him getting a lovely soft run towards the inside, and I think this is the horse has now been primed for a third-up success at what seemingly is close to his right distance of the mile. So I'm taking the chance he was super strike that in a race I don't think the pace is going to be too hard, that he can probably sit three fence at worst and probably democracy manifest will be a length or two behind him uh, turning for home. So super strike's my pick for the multi. And um, I, I think the price is very attractive. Okay. Um, a texter there, uh, I think you've doubled up on green shadow with the punters panel Multi, is that correct? I think we may have there. Yeah, we may have. That's okay. That's yes. not permitted, is it? Mm. We'll have one or two. Uh, I think, I think one. one's. I think one's allowed. Dave, but it doesn't happen all the time, the place, though. Don't worry about that. Doesn't happen every week, though. Mm. So, um, whoever uh, did text that in might have been one of the punters' panel team. Probably <laughs> 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 I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Snackers is here for you, Hurls. He says... Hey, um, has he had a big one? Uh, no, quiet for Snackers. He says, good to see Hurls back from his quick spell. Well, mm. I'll, I'd say illness. Uh, can we get... What's illness? Can we get uh, a huge democracy manifest gem from DF at Salutes? A nice way to end the year that would be. And he wishes us a Merry Christmas and that kind of thing. Snackers out of Canberra. He's a good man. Thank you. Uh, uh, race nine hurls. We might touch on this Green Shadows race, unless I don't think we have already. But um, whoa, what uh, what price are we looking now? Green Shadows looks a pretty firm favourite to my eye now. Race nine. Yeah, and uh, it's now at a quote of three eighty. It went up four dollars this morning. Gee, I tell you what, you could have got nine dollars on Wednesday afternoon, albeit a Stadio Mastalia, uh, eighteen by fourteen, six by seven for Colino. Uh, so this morning, four dollars into a three dollars eighty. Uh, we've got Robusto at five to four forty, four twenty to four eighty. Kenazawa, uh, Saint uh, Katawis is an interesting runner. Uh, was very good first up down at Sandown. Uh, hasn't raced since then. It's almost a month ago. Uh, and it's pretty solid. Then we've got Estero, 12 for 13, back to $12. And good luck to Danny Coyne and Manuel Garcia there. It uh, defied the debt. Uh, pretty big betting drift two starts ago when winning. And it's at $12. Crystal Breeze at 15 But, yeah, this has been well-supported all week of Green Shadows. No question around this race, guys, but... Well, Darren, that price now about Green Shadows, is that about right? Does he have to ease a little bit? What do you what do you think about this horse, Darren? I'm going with Kanazawa today. I think he's been a very consistent horse all the way through, and uh, I, I, I like the way he stayed on behind Democracy Manifest last time out at this distance. 
Well, Zach Lloyd's got some great rides there today. So I've gone Kanazawa over Green Shadows. They were my, my two picks in the race, and basically the only two picks, uh, Robusto, I made uh, the, the third elect, but I really thought this was a match of Kanazawa and Green Shadows, and I've gone with the nine on top. Brad? Yeah, I'm, I'm Green Shadows. I I just hope they use the weight. I heard Sterling Alexio on Sky Sports Radio on Thursday saying they're going to be positive, and I just hope they take a leaf out of the Dehorn Unicorn book last week. Um, you know, you watch that race again, and it was just a complete missed opportunity with Dehorn Unicorn with 51 kilos on his back, and they've given the, the favourite taking the sit and haven't used that weight in the first 300 metres of the race and it's race over. Um, and you could see him late. He was he was taking ground off IME, but it was all too late because they didn't use the advantage they had and that was the weight difference. And that's the key with this horse is with the wider draw, just let him roll, get him get him forward, sit him outside the lead or even, you know, even be even more aggressive than that. And I think it'd be very hard to beat. He comes out of a sensational form race last time out. It's been six subsequent starters out of that Warwick Farm race for three winners and three placings, uh, one of them being Sweet Mercy at Canterbury the other night who got into all sorts of trouble and still found a way to win. So the form's really good, and I think back to 1,400 shades on. They've just got to be aggressive here, and uh, I think he's hard to beat. thought Santa Katowice was the danger off that good first up win in Melbourne and Robusto also in the mix. My, only, uh, my knock on Kanazawa is I think he's a, a better wet tracker, and I, I don't think the conditions suit today, but can see third up he's got something to offer but i think you'll get a bit better price because he's just uh he's just cuddled in the market for mine late in the piece here hurls there's a tab highway question race for a market please for the highway if you will yeah and uh well considering it's a highway we've got one of the shorter price favorites i've seen in one of these pretty much all year but j mac again on board 330 into 284 to lear we've got penthouse seven dollars to 480s met with support today iconic dames eight dollars <laughs> and steady 10 to 850 for Clifton Springs. 10 to 950 just in reach, although they went up $6 in on Wednesday. A guineas 19 to 11. So there is value away from the favourite, but um, yeah, gee, 330 to 280 for uh, The text here comes from Stephen from Bega, uh, <laughs> South Coast man, and focusing on, on Iconic Dame. Uh, the, the question is, Iconic Dame looks really primed for this race first up. Guys, what do you think? She's race four, number 12, Iconic Dame, Darren. Yeah, well, the the majority of the, the form overall has been on uh, on rain-affected tracks, but good record, having won the three out of six. She might be one I've overlooked a little bit here. Uh, but, yeah, certainly not without a chance, Iconic Dame. I, I do worry a bit about the favourite Solero with the, with the style of getting back. Uh, found a bit of trouble early in the race last time. It was an outstanding run and defeat. Over a thousand behind Penthouse. I, I just want to go with Penthouse, so I think we'll put the handlebars down again out of the gates, go forward and try and take luck out of the equation. So uh, I'm going to be on the one I'm hope, I hope can lead again here today, Penthouse over Salire. And Clifton Springs ran well last time out, and uh, they were my top three for it. Brad? Uh, Iconic Dane's a chance. Uh, the, the form stacks up well out of the trial with Invitational winning well yesterday. Uh, my, my, my niggle with Iconic Dame is I think probably a little bit better on wet ground. And that day it won that Rose Hill Highway. It was just a, a really biased track and, and found the fast lane. So I've just it's there as, as a chance in an open race. Um, two Solire, he's on top, but I, I can't can't charge in at that sort of price. Um, I think what everyone misses here is the fact that all these Really good form at the moment. It's been at 1,000 metres. And I know he's got that booming finish and he has won at 1,100 in much weaker grade before. But just because he sets up 100 metres and just because he's got that booming finish doesn't mean that he can reproduce that at 1,100. And he wasn't able to do that back on 20th of August, his last time at this track and distance, where he really petered on the run late as a result. So, again, the J-Mac factor probably being overplayed a touch. But when you look at the the run the other day. He actually copped a check out of the gates and was held up at the top of the straight. He should have gone close to winning. So there's two sides to that one. I just think that it's a little bit short considering the, the little distance query for mine. Um, he's still on top, but if I was to push you one way or the other, I'd, I'd be looking at um, horses like Justin Reach, who I thought has been very good at the last couple and loved the trial since. And just drawn the car park here, but gets a nice claim for a, a good jockey. So he'd be the way I'd be leaning but highway a bit lower on confidence than i normally am with the highway this week okay text here from danny 
James McDonald is no goat. Look at the ride on Frumos. What a joke. He will never be the best looking into riding records. Everyone yeah. has their opinion. He's well, a goat already, and he's 30-something like that is. What was wrong with his ride on Frumos? There was nothing wrong with it. He, was, the horse was just extremely overhyped, and that's the case with her. But, look, he's the... Like, I, you know, I wasn't in a position to see uh, all the all the great jockeys over the years, but I'd be I'd be surprised if they had the dominance that he does over the Sydney jockey ranks at the moment. Um, you know, we see these international jockeys come out to Australia and he makes them look like sea graders. Um, he's that good, it's not funny, and uh, he's got the goat tags online already. Yeah, I know. Again, everyone's welcome to their, their opinion, uh, Darren, and Danny's had his. He might just have been not on quite the right side of him lately. I don't know. Oh, I'm just not sure how can we uh, can put the blame on um, on James for the defeat of, of Frumos last time. I thought she was beaten with that excuse. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, no arguments from me. But that's the beauty of the open line. The text line is open for your thoughts on whatever you'd like to say. Are we still open for this multi hurls? Yes, we are. So you can still get on and just repeating what the selections are, and they come up in race number one, and that is a Godfather. Race 1, number 2. Race 7, number 1, Super Strike. Race 9, number 12, Green Shadows. And race 10, number 7, Colino. Maximum bet, uh, $50. All of those runners to run top four. And you can get a maximum bet of $50. And you'll just see it under racing offers on the tab app and also under racing and sports offers. And it's sitting there, shining like a beacon behind the gate multi. Still get on. Let's do one more race, guys, and uh, hurls a market, please, for race number 10. And it will feature Iona Merck. What price Iona Merck at the moment for race 10? Yeah, $2.80, $3 this morning, $4.40 to $4.60 Kalino, Devil's Throat, $7.50 into $6, a destination $7 and has them five. So we go to show some decor of $9.50 to $10, back to $9.50. I'll tell you what, Iona Merck, I thought my eye it was very very impressive uh, last start and if they're having a big day the punters they might try and blast out with Iona Merck. Uh, question here from Barry from Bondi um, I suppose it's a, it's a hard one to gauge guys but first prep how much uh, juice is left in the lemon Barry would like to know we'll soon find out I suppose anyone want to go first Brad yeah, I agree with that, but I think uh, it's a potential for Tab's lay of the day. Um, look, it's got a great ride the other day, and it's beaten a pretty ordinary field, and, and now it's got to go to 1,200 for the first time, deep in a preparation, and it's got to take on much better horses that are just going to be camping on its back and, and ready to sprint later. I think it's got to be vulnerable here and uh, definitely can win. There's no doubt about it. But uh, $3.80, I've got to take it on in the last. I'll be back in three destination. I think he's going terrific this prep. Uh, they ran a track record the other day. He ran on very strongly from an average spot. And now he draws the inside. He's going to be tagging the speed here and ready to, to sprint and unleash that last 200 metres. Eight shows some decorum. I thought was terrific first up. Old flame form is much better form than Iona Merck's got. So... Uh, it's got to be a chance at good odds as well and even the likes of uh, Devil's Throat if it jumps out of the gates has um, been rating much better than Iona Merck so yeah look I've again Iona Merck I'm around the 4 or $5 mark personally and uh, I think uh, you've got to take it on in the last I've got Iona Merck on top here just think we'll roll forward again and be in a controlling position with this rail well out today Destination, a chance, and Kalino as well. I uh, thought the trial was quite good. At first, when I saw Kalino first up over 1200, I thought no, but um, yeah, the trial was certainly sharp enough, and just don't think there's a lot of depth of this race. So I've got uh, 13 on top from 7 and 3, and, and Lord Olympus uh, might be a bit of a hope as well, rated 83 in a race like this. Paul from Umina, have you guys heard of George Moore? Uh, yes, we have, and comparing generations of great riders, they were, he was outstanding, and uh, so is James. Just quickly, guys, I won't get a market, but race five, uh, or not race five, what's our staying, is our staying race, race six? Uh, race five, there? the midway, so over 2,000. No, I think it was main stage, yeah, the midway. Um Morning, boys. Think main stage is a great each-way bet today. $14, Darren? I'd like to see him uh, go forward, and he probably will today. Uh, normally, he uh, he is. 
but th- there looks to be a fair bit of pace in the race overall. We've made by Khan, Prince Aurelius, and uh, and also Yota. So I was looking for something that could enjoy the pace, say sitting midfield and run on, and thought it might be Loving Silla's chance uh, mm-hmm. today to to break through, running quite consistently, given a very quiet trial at Hawkesbury on Monday, uh, leading up to this for the month between runs. So. Um, I'll make Loving Silla my value pick of the day. I suppose, Brad, uh, uh, main stage, he gets out there and he can, if he can bowl along, it'd be pretty comfortable, probably maybe his best chance. Yeah, he just prefers a wet track for mine. That's my little niggle with him. But um, I thought it was a good race to bet into because uh, we talk about that J-Mac tax. I think it was times 10 there with Media Star guest early. I mean, huh. he's won one race in, in a long time and he had every possible at Canterbury last time out. I mean, when you look at this race, it's a great race to go around him and agree with Darren. You can go wide with a horse like he suggested. I ended up with made by Khan. Um, concern about the speed around him, but he just comes out of a, a really good 78. That'll toughen him up and back to this sort of grade. I mean, you know, you're taking you're taking the same sort of odds about horses out of that race, like King of Clubs in genuine benchmark races, and here he is back to this grade, and uh, and you're you're still getting the same price. So I think he sets up quite nicely despite the, the speed. Okay, that uh, that just about brings um, uh, the segment to the close. Short memory uh, team, surely McDonald hasn't gone past Beedman. I mean, this is a this is a discussion for another hour or two hours and three yeah. hours, isn't well, it? I mean, to be fair, well, he's won eight Sydney titles. I think George Moore holds a record with ten. And what is he? Thirty, low thirties. He's gonna he's gonna ride. If he goes to 50, he's going to ride 200 Group 1 winners and he'll be the greatest of all time by, uh, by you know, comfortably. So, I mean, we're going early maybe, but no, I think he's on track either way. And Darren was a champion, simple as that. Still is. Yeah, exactly, man. 100%. Um, uh, speaking of, of champions, calling the races today, Darren Flindell, you ne- we need your best value and any other final thoughts on Ramwick Racing today? Well, I've gone with uh, Kanazawa as my best race, nine number nine. I was tossing between it and, and Super Strike. I think the $5.50 about Super Strike makes it very backable today. And Loving Scylla is my value bet of the day. I hope the punters just keep piling on Jay Mack on the Media Star Guest and make it even shorter. I, I couldn't believe when I wrote the prices down the other day that Media Star Guest would go out at 3.20. So that made me... Go really digging into race five, and I think Loving Silla's a good each-way bet. Uh, Darren, great to chat race morning. A very Merry Christmas to you, and me, we may well have a chat on Monday morning Boxing Day races. Yeah, so we're doing the backup, aren't we, on Monday? We're so on that, that'll be a good way to spend Christmas Day. We'll do some uh, <laughs> rap week form for Monday. What else? We might, even, we might even get uh, our listeners involved by a bit of social media. We might, we might let our listeners select the fourth horse for the multi. We'll just uh, worry about that later. But thank you, Darren. Good coin today. Merry Christmas. Chat soon. Cheers. Thanks, guys. All the best for tomorrow. Um, Brad, before we come to you for your best in value, have you done much Brisbane form for today? Any at uh, all? A little bit. Yeah, a little King, bit. Um, uh, King, King of Sparta in the Falvalon. There's a question of, uh, about him and how he might fare. Yeah, look, he's had the two trials this time in, so he's probably a little bit more forward. Um, I've got him on top. I've loved the way he's trialling. I think he's the best horse in the race. My only little niggle is it's obviously all designed around grand final day at Magic Millions, and the last few preparations, he's hit a wall the last 50 metres and, and really needed the run. But I just think with the extra trial under his belt, he might be a bit fitter and uh, he can probably still get the job done. But there's still that little doubt in the back of my mind that uh, this is the, the prep run to get him ready for Magic Millions Day. Uh, Did you get the $8 on Wednesday, Brad? Because it's been no. just about the best back runner on the card up there today. It's $8 on Wednesday. It's uh, $4.60 into $4 today. Ooh. There you go. Well, uh we used to see what the market does late after the parade. I think that's going to be important because if he's ready to go, you'll be very hard to beat there. Uh, refresh your best for us, Brad, please, for Bramwick. Yeah, head-to-head with Darren in race nine, number 12, Green Shadows. I think Sunshine in Paris is the best. It's a fair track, but it's hard to really pinpoint that without having a look at how this track's going to play today. So race nine, Green Shadows, and race 10, Destination, is my value play. I think it's a good race to... Look outside, there's three or four hopes, you know, value hopes in that race, but I just want to take the favourite on and uh, we'll go race 10, number three, destination is the value play. Good man, Merry Christmas, and we will talk and think you might be having a little spell and back in the new year we'll, uh, we'll get into it again. 
Yeah, look forward to it, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all. And uh, look forward to, to joining Behind the Gates again in 2023. Good on you, Brad Davidson. Let's try and nail this Behind the Gates multi today. Hurls, I dare say, jockeys challenges up around the place. One of our texters uh, wanting to know a price there for Zach Lloyd in the jockeys challenge in Sydney today. Yeah, I can give you that price. And we've got a couple of racing offers in relation to uh, J-Mac as well, I'll get to that uh, Zach Lloyd's the second favourite, he's at $9 he's going to be up against a $1.15 for J-Mac so he's very short, but if you go to today's offers uh, you've got the Ramwick winners here, J-Mac three or more, still in the red at $1.75 four or more, three sixty, five or more, $12 and six or more, gee, that hasn't been done on Metro for a while, uh, $31 so you might want to uh, head to the racing offers there uh, if you want to sort of get some uh, some juice out of J Mac, Chris Wallet to train two or more winners at dollar sixty five, three or more, three sixty four or more, uh, thirteen dollars. I can tell you the best backed runner on the card today. We just took another bet of two and a half thousand. Is on Empire of Japan in the opener, and good luck to the Wheelands there. I'm sure you would have um, gone. Uh, Cross paths with the Whelans over the years, John Whelan, Steve Whelan, uh, and they are part of the ownership there. So uh, good luck to them today, and obviously for the Magic Millions and going ahead. Uh, all races run second or third today at Ramwick, Mooney Valley, and Durban. If your horse runs a second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. See what um, well, we've been doing this program for about six months, Hazy, and uh, big thanks to all our listeners. Still get uh, more popular every week, and uh, the multi has gone as well. Very good. Good luck to all who are playing the multi. We landed it last week, and hopefully, we can uh, take care of things again this week. Yeah, Luskin Park stud, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the, That's the right. Yep. Family. Bred, uh, yep. bred and raised some good horses. Great racing family they are. Merry Christmas, Hurls, and we'll do it again soon. Uh, you too. Thanks very much, Andy. Uh, Andrew Hurley. Uh, Darren Flindell, Brad Davidson, thank you guys. Morning, uh, all. James McDonald is the best one seen in years. The poise and balance of Peter Cook and the strength of Mick Dittman. Uh, day in, uh, in a day out, he delivers. Let's hope he has a day out and delivers me a Christmas present today. Cheers, John from Wing. Good on you, John. Uh, we didn't quite get to Godzilla, although I'm pretty sure Michael Maxworthy liked Godzilla. Uh, to that texter, that might, is that Hogger? Not sure, but uh, I'm sure Michael Maxworthy um, had Godzilla on top. A good odds. Thought there'd be plenty, plenty of speed on, and there will be when uh, that BJ McLaughlin. And uh, I know Maxi is tipping Godzilla in race number five. Eleven past eleven on Racing HQ Saturday. We'll take a short break. Paul Lambrizzoli with the De Bortoli quiz on the other side.